You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. And it's Monday in a new year. And I feel like this is like the longest time of the year. Like holidays are done, at least in Chicago, because now it's freaking cold. And like, this is where life gets tough because it's just like nothing, nothing to look forward to. Like, you know, it's just that dreary time of year. We have vacations though, which I'm excited about. We have February and March. We're going on vacations. Yeah, that'll be exciting. We have nothing officially on the calendar. But my husband is having the big 4-0 this year. So, yeah. Is he's he? Oh, my goodness. Then Nick's going to be 39? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'll be 34. Yeah. Both of our husbands were a little cr- cradle robbers. <laughs> I always liked older men. Yeah. I mean, they're more mature. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only thing that we've got going on. We'll talk a little bit more in here about some other things that I'll share in our personal life that hopefully are coming up in the next few months. Um, But, yeah, we don't have anything officially on the calendar, except for we forgot we are going to go down, hopefully together, all of us with the kids Mm -hmm. to Tennessee, maybe Mm the end of March or early April. So, yeah, we shall see. But I can't believe that it's January already. I feel like I've said this before. It's feels like two years ago, January, 2020, when we thought we were Mm -hmm. turning the corner and 2019 was like the hardest year yet. (laughs) But I think this is just um, real life. And I think time goes faster as you get older. Absolutely. Especially with kids. mm -hmm. Yes. It's just like people, it's so true. The days are long. The years are short. Mm -hmm. It's just like you just, miss them when they're sleeping but then yeah. you can't wait for them to go to bed i know i totally i said to art last night so this is tuesday that we're recording this we got done with our live q a and the fit mom group monday night and it was 804 and i just looked to art and i was like why isn't he in bed because he's been going to bed at like 7 30 instead of 8 and he's been sleeping until 6 37 in the morning so i'm like maybe that's his sweet spot time It's 8.04. Mm -hmm. It's 34 minutes past bedtime. Why isn't he in bed? (sighs) Sometimes I think they wait for us to do it. Nick puts Carson to bed, and I usually put Taylor to bed. Yeah. Um, They go to bed too late. Carson's like an 8.30, but he's a good sleeper, so he'll sleep until 7. Um, And he prolongs bedtime so much. It's just like everything he can come up with to prolong Mm -hmm. bedtime. But yeah, Taylor needs to be asleep by like 8 o'clock. That's usually her. 738. I work off of her wake windows though because she's four months. And so like she's on a schedule, but it's not like super to the T. Depends on how good her naps were. Depends on when she takes naps. So I work more off of her wake schedule. Like has she been awake for like an hour, hour and a half before we put it down? But she's easy. So it's uh the days are long, the years are short when kids they go by so fast. But we wanted to talk today about how we usually recommend to our clients and how we personally kind of set goals for the year because I think it's important to evaluate what you want and what you have accomplished in the past year and what you want to change and kind of break it down into things. So like 
we typically set both yearly goals and quarterly goals. Um, I, you know, Liz and I have both already done this. Um, and we are currently implementing and working to implement what we want for that. So, yeah, I think it's important to have those yearly goals and like that big vision, but also to understand there's a lot of small goals that need to be accomplished to lead you to that big vision, right? And yes, at certain times of the year, you're going to work harder on certain things, right? So we'll talk about push goals too in different seasons because I think that's really important for people to understand that you can not mm-hmm. just like you can't just write these things down or just think about them and then assume they're going to get done. You really need to have actions in place and then set specific times of the year that you are going to challenge yourself and you're going to work a little bit harder and you're going to push yourself maybe to be a little bit more productive or build something or go into your cut phase and get really dialed in whatever that looks like for you and what you are, you know, trying to accomplish. So in our coaching program, we talk a lot about our three pillars of success, body, being, and balance. And this is something that we're going to be teaching on in our Fit Mom Fit You program that we're launching this week. We are bringing a new level of coaching to our company that allows us to help people who just you know want to understand more about their body, understand more about nutrition, how to periodize their intake, how to you know prime their metabolism, go through a cut phase, and then the diet after the diet. So this is not a program that is similar to our Evolve You program. That's one-on-one individualized coaching. And that is for people who are struggling with you know a lot of health issues. And so just kind of a disclaimer there, this is different than what we you know, currently do. I'm really excited about it though, because mm-hmm. as we talked about last week, when we reflect upon gaps in our business, this is an area where we all collectively said as a, a coaching staff, we need to have something that's foundational for people to come into and to go through before maybe we go through maybe more intense protocols, because a lot of times we spend time like holding hands and teaching the foundation and instilling the foundation before we're even able to get to some more specific or intense protocols. So this is more of a foundational program. Fit Mom, Fit You is the name of it. And it is 16 weeks long. I'm very, very excited about it. And this is the first thing that we start with, with these, mm-hmm. these ladies. And we'll do it with our Evolve You clients as well. But evaluating what are our goals in relation to body being in balance. And then we're going to break it down by quarter. And then we're going to break it down in terms of actionable steps that we are going to take to help us achieve these targets. Yep. So I think it's really important too. So when you kind of get into understanding periodization of nutrition and the importance of it, um, and not just like living life and maintenance, and this is the biggest problem that most people face when like quote unquote dieting is they think that they just need to be in a diet all the time. Like how many people are just constantly on a diet? So many people, especially women. But you lose the effectiveness of the diet because you can't diet all the time. Like it just stops being at all effective because you don't stay in a calorie deficit like you think you do. You have days where you overconsume and then you have days where it's severely underconsuming, you're completely inconsistent. And so like what I look at to keep focus throughout the year and to be effective with that is I look at the entire year. I look at when am I going to be in maintenance? When am I going to try a cut phase if I want to do one? When am I going to instill like those push goals? And then when am I going to ease up on that? Because that's important as well. But what most people do is it's on switch, off switch. There is no in between. And that's why no one ever sustains results. And so, for example, what I've looked at in the following year is 
I just finished pumping and breastfeeding. Um, and so my body is kind of my own again, thank goodness in a way, um, very sad, but also like kind of nice because it hasn't been my own in a very long time. So I'm ready for the push goal part. And so what I'm, I have done is I have consistently eaten enough while I've been breastfeeding, while I've been pregnant to make this cut phase very easy for myself. So what I've done is I have, I have a plan in February. We have a short weekend trip for a wedding. And then we have another bigger trip in March. And then we have summertime, obviously. So I have scheduled out when I am going to be in a cut phase. I'm basically going right now through like a mild cut um, to not just like nosedive into a calorie deficit after, you know, breastfeeding is done. My body is still adjusting postpartum. But I've planned from today, you know, or from technically last week until February 12th. I am going to be in a mild calorie deficit and that is going to be, I'm going to be strict with tracking. I'm going to be strict with my workouts. I'm going to be strict with my sleep and my stress. And that is about, I think it breaks down to like seven or eight weeks. I'm going to take one or two weeks of maintenance on that trip. And then after the trip, and then I'm going to go into a more serious deficit until our trip in March. After that trip, I'm going to come into a maintenance until summertime. And then depending on how I feel, depending on where my body's at, I'm going to go into a potential calorie deficit for the first half of summer. And then I'm going to spend the rest of year in maintenance. And the only reason I'm doing this is because I have been at maintenance for like two years being pregnant and postpartum. And so like, I know my body is capable and ready. It's, I feel good. I have decent energy. I don't have any digestive issues. Like my biofeedback is good, but I've planned the entire year. And so now I know when to push and when to ease up. And mentally that is much easier for me. A lot of people plan the next 30 days. And then they kind of go hard, but like then it fizzes out and then they just totally give up because they don't know how to sustain it. And so that is why we're so big on like plan your entire year. What do you want? Not only obviously physically with nutrition and exercise, but like with your goals for yourself and then back into them each quarter, how is that going to look? And so we are going to go over, you know, the, the body piece of it. That was, I kind of just did mine, like body being in balance are our three pillars, body is fitness and exercise. I'm sorry, fitness and nutrition. And so it's like your body, how, what are you going to do with your nutrition? What are you going to do with your fitness? And so that is where I'm at right now. I'm ready to push myself and shape this body and morph it into something I am excited about and proud of. I love that. And I'm going the opposite direction of Becca. <laughs> this is <laughs> the year that we are family planning. So I will be spending most of my year in maintenance, depending upon how quickly things happen. Um, I am doing a slight deficit and um, short like cut in January with one of my girlfriends. We're doing dry January and our another like four week cut phase. I just don't want to go too hard, right? Because we are family planning. Um, and so I want to make sure that I have enough nourishment, but it'll be a slight deficit. And then in terms of my fitness, it's five days a week that I have, you know, mapped out a program with my coach for the next eight weeks. We'll decide from there. He'll just keep adjusting. Obviously when the time comes during pregnancy, I will adjust that programming. But yesterday, so again, we're recording this like a week prior, I did a Ramwad uh, mobility and recognize that I have let mobility take a back seat uh, for a little bit of time and it's not what it was. So I have also committed to adding in two days a week of mobility and just doing mobility because this will help, you know, obviously with recovery and getting back into the gym and being able to lift stronger. Um, and so those are kind of the two things from you know, my side for fitness and nutrition, things are going to change, right? Through pregnancy, I can't tell um, when that's going to happen or what that's going to look like. And so I'll just keep pivoting and adjusting. Um, but 
from a workout perspective, there's no reason, you know, until I'm in second trimester or something to really change things. So I've already talked to my coach, like, let's just keep going and keep rolling with the program that we've got and we'll adjust when the time comes. So the second pillar is being. So this is everything. If you are a spiritual person, um, it is your emotional state. It is, you know, how you nourish what fills your cup, like your spiritual or emotional um, cup up. And I would say here to like your mental state as well, um, which I guess all of these kind of like intertwine together. So this morning I actually just shared um, one of the things that I'm going to start doing, and I, I can see uh, Becca added this in too, is a short, I'm starting with a short meditation each morning. Five minutes is what I've committed to, followed by 15 to 20 minutes of just journaling and getting into a creative space. So transparently, guys, I'm horrible. When I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone, I check my email, I check social media. This is something that my husband has talked with me about for a long time. I know that I should not be doing that. It's a hard habit to break. And so I've gone through phases where I'm really good at it. But that's one thing that I have set for Q1. In order for me to feel more creative and more productive, I need to have that morning time. So I'm going to shift my wake up time, give myself an extra 20 minutes in the morning before I head over to the gym. I'll start with a meditation then I'll go into my journaling and creative writing for 15, 20 minutes and then head out the door you know, to the gym. And then from the spiritual side, we have gone to church on and off right, uh, with Marcus. It's nearly impossible. You've probably heard me talk about this before on the podcast to keep the little guy seated and actually enjoy the service. But now that he is able to sit with his headphones, um, that's something we actually talked about this past week, is getting involved in church and getting him involved in things. I believe according to what we heard on Christmas Eve service, they've opened up the rooms now for under three as well. So really hoping that, you know, we can find that consistent uh, routine and get him involved also in a way that we can enjoy it and not feel more stressed about going to church. <laughs> yes. We've gotten into a good habit with that. I've actually started volunteering at our church every other week in the kids' classroom that Carson goes into so that he's more willing to go in there. Um, and hopefully one day he'll go in there without me. But uh, I've, I've loved, we find we finally found a church by us that like, I feel good about. They have an amazing music. They have amazing messages. It's just like, I, I grew up Catholic and, you know, I'll be totally honest. Catholicism was like, not for me. It's very, very boring to be totally honest. Um, very old school. Um, and so I love, love, love the church that we're at right now. Um, but I do want to meditate as well. And what I've decided is because I've already gotten into this routine of waking up at five to fit in pumping before our workout, um, before my workout, I have this like 20 to 30 minutes that I have already kind of used for pumping. So I'm just going to replace it. I'm going to keep, uh, instead of sleeping in more, I'm going to keep that 20 minutes and I'm going to do either do a meditation or just like a little bit of creativeness at that time and then meditate after my workout. Um, cause I want, you know, to kind of bring the body back to a place of like calmness. Um, and then I have with my little mini challenge implemented reading daily. Um, I am very bad at reading books. I do audible all the time. I listen to things all the time. I am not good at reading actual books and it's something that I want to be better at. And so I've committed to 10 pages per day with this little 45 day commitment to myself. Um, I've already bought two books that I'm really excited about. Um, and so I girl on fire is one of them. Um, and then, Oh goodness. What is the other one? The, the, the art of winning. I think it is. Let me find I it. Really. Yep. A magic of, of thinking big. 
magic of thinking big. And so I'm really excited about those two books um, because, you know, I want to constantly be learning and growing my brain. So (laughs) that is how I'm going to do it. And then balance is the third one. Yep. So balance is all about family and relationships. So for me, this is, you know, Art and Marcus. I can't really set goals for them, but what I did again last week, go back and listen to last Wednesday's podcast and my reflection is like, where could I be doing better? And hands down, it's setting boundaries with social media and work. Becca can attest to this. Like we work all the time basically, or we're texting each other about things. And it's something that I'm sure Nick gets frustrated with. Art gets very frustrated with it. You know, I was messaging somebody at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, um, like sometime last week. And he's like, you have to stop. Like you have to have boundaries for your work hours. Like there's nothing that's an emergency, you know, and I'm like, okay, I get it. So again, what are the actionables here that I'm going to do is I'm probably just going to remove one of the apps from my phone and I'll have my computer up during working hours. I have my Facebook messenger and that'll be the time that I'm able to respond, but I have to stop the seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night responding because there's just never a break. And then you feel, you know, the burnout. So for all of our clients listening to this, please know that I love you. I'm sure that all of you would encourage me. I know some of our um, clients say to us, you guys got to enjoy your family time to take a day off, things like that. Um, so those are things that I'm going to be doing. And in turn, that is going to allow me to be more present with them, right? If it's playing games with them or date night or, you know, I, I do a lot of cooking with Marcus and stuff like that, but just not being distracted essentially at the end of the day. Um, and Art and I have always been pretty good about having like our date night at least once a week, but we do have a couple's challenge book that we got and we were looking through it over Christmas and we're like, we have to get back to like having a babysitter for a couple hours so that we can do these because there's so many fun things in there. And especially as we're planning um, to expand our family, it's really, really important that we take that time because sure, it's going to be much harder when number two is here and people don't want to babysit two kids. (laughs) Yep. That's like really the only reason that I'm not on my phone and computer as much in the evenings anymore is because with two children, I just don't have, like, I can't, like, I'll sometimes see like Liz responding or getting messages. And I just like, I can't even pay attention to them because the two children is just very time consuming. Um, But for me, this is setting a date night with Nick um, once a month, at least because like we typically do Saturday nights in and we order in and we hang out and we watch a movie or something like that. Um, But since the new baby, obviously like when you have a newborn, unfortunately it's just really hard. Like it, it, you know, especially because I was pumping and breastfeeding, like it's just, you can't leave them very much. And so now that she's four months, she's sleeping through the night very well. Like we can trust kind of leaving for a little while or handing her off to grandma and grandpa for a little bit. Um, and so we are going to be doing that once a month at least to start. Um, and then I've committed to doing like more random fun things throughout the week. Um, so going to see a movie, getting nails done, getting a massage, like planning in this time to take a break sometimes. Um, because like Liz said, we work constantly. Our hours are very unique. Like we work on the weekends, we work in the evenings, we work like if we have to, we are working in these odd hours. And so we need to be able to take time, you know, randomly on a Thursday if we want and go and see a movie at two o'clock. Or like that is the one upside to running your own schedule is you can enjoy those things and choose to enjoy them. You just have to make that choice. So I want to start doing that a little bit more, not like, you know, weekly, but 
here and there to be able to do those things and enjoy time with the family and, you know, take time off and not feel so guilty around it. But the biggest idea around this kind of podcast and this concept is these are all great intentions, but we have to have the habits. Like the habits are the vehicle to how you accomplish your goals. They shouldn't be like the quote unquote goal or resolution. Because what happens if you miss a day? Like, do you throw away the rest of the year or the quarter because you already failed, you know? And so like, we need to think about this in a sense of consistency and in a sense of how am I going to apply this and how can I pivot? How can I adjust if things don't go well? And what's my why behind all of it? You know, like we have to have a legitimate why to what we're doing, because otherwise you're just floating on motivation and motivation does not last very long. Yep. And I think this is so important because when you don't know your why, it's really hard to want to stay the course when you miss a day or things get challenging, right? And it's funny because when I was sharing with Art like this morning how I meditated, he looked at me across that he's like, you meditated? <laughs> because I have gone through spurts. Like he has even gotten me these fancy headphones with the birds and all the things. And I was like, yeah. And I said to him, I said, when I think about my goals, one of my goals is to have you know, more peace and to be able to get into a more creative space for, you know, if you guys have noticed, like we're shifting, you know, some of our content, we're trying to give you more content on social media. And that takes a lot of time and creativity on our part. And the stopgap for me is getting up in the morning and being distracted by emails, by social media, by messages, you know, things that don't allow me to get into that creative space. And so the vehicle or one of the tools that I can use is doing a five-minute meditation. It's not about my desire to meditate, right? It's about what that's going to help me with. And so it's going to help me set my day up better and get me out of that bad habit of looking at my phone first thing in the morning and get into the more creative space. And so for you, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, my goal is to lose weight, I'm going to challenge you and ask why. Why do you want to lose weight? What is that going to do for you? Are you going to be more confident? Are you going to have more energy? Are you going to have, you know, more stamina, or I would say, um, you know, sex drive, you know, where you actually want to be intimate with your spouse. Like, what is that going to do for you in your life? How is your life going to improve if you achieve this goal? So you have to understand your why, and then you can look at the habits or the tools or, you know, the vehicles that are going to help you accomplish these things. And it's not going to be perfect. You won't get 10,000 steps every day. But what you can do is, have that be part of your identity because you know that it's something that helps you. It's a tool that helps you lose weight, right? Walking more, being physically active, that improves your health. It helps you burn more calories. It supports that weight loss goal. So that's where I think for everybody, you need to understand what your goal is, why it's important to you and ask yourself, you know, why five times. If you guys have ever heard um, that rule of five, just keep drilling down. Why, 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 why? And then think about what are the things that I need to do in my daily routine as habits? What are the tools? What are the vehicles that are going to support that? And not just think about my quote unquote resolution to walk 10,000 steps a day because you won't yeah, stick with absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of, we did a Friday fire a little while, like a couple weeks ago around like you can't skip the beginning. And I think that, you know, if you are considering setting goals for yourself and doing those things, like really try to not go for the sexy things. Like really try to not 
grab for the, you know, keto or super low carb. If you haven't even become consistent with like eating healthy meals balanced throughout the day, like try and skip the intermittent fasting, try and skip the like seven days a week of workouts. If you haven't even been consistent with like two or three, I would say the reason that I think a lot of people are successful with like those crazy things are because they have the foundations first. Like you don't see that part of their journey. You don't see them becoming diligently consistent with the little things. And then you layer in the extra things. Like I, for example, I'm doing a 45 day commitment to myself right now. And what I'm doing seems kind of extreme. Like I'm doing seven days of workouts. I'm doing every week. I'm doing a 15 minute weighted vest walk. I'm doing weigh and measure my food daily. I'm doing read 10 pages of a book and studying and no sweets. But here's the bottom line. I was already working out five days a week. I was already doing walks a lot of the days. I was somewhat weighing and measuring my food most of the time. Like I was doing a lot of these things. I'm just leveling them up. I'm pushing myself a little bit harder on them. So if you don't even have the foundations yet, be diligent and be super relentless with the foundations. Like do things amazing. Do the simple things amazing and see where it takes you and commit to that for a month or two. And if it's really good, push yourself to a different level. And it's totally fine to have these different push periods of the year. But like, if you haven't even gotten the basics, be relentless with the basics, have that be your push goal. Because a lot of people just dive into the sexy stuff. They dive into these crazy things when they haven't even done the foundations first. And that's, and then we're missing our base. We're missing the thing that we're going to be stable on throughout all of this. And so I would, I would challenge you, if you want to kind of go for those sexy things, you want to grab for those things, stop, pause yourself and try and do something a little bit simpler, but do it perfectly. Like, okay, I want to remove all the carbs. Well, why don't we just try and tracking our meals and like do three balanced meals a day first. And then if we do really well for that for a couple of weeks, then maybe we reduce carbs. Like try and do the simple things perfectly first and then add in the more, you know, sexy, these higher steps. Like don't just try to take and skip seven steps. Do the first couple steps perfectly and then jump to those bigger steps. But going into this new year, try and set goals for yourself. If you want to push, push on the simple things first. Build the foundation for yourself first and then take that extra step if you've crushed that. And I think a lot of people would be surprised what those simple steps alone will do for them because people don't even go there first. They go to the crazy things and they can't keep up with them and then they fail. Yep. And the last thing that I would add here is get rid of the scale or when you are writing your goals, don't attach a number in terms of weight loss, because you don't know how your body's going to respond, number one. And number two, if you get 30, 60, 90 days in and you don't see that scale moving as fast as you want, and you know that this has pissed you off in the past and you've self-sabotaged, don't, don't attach a number here. Don't have an expectation in terms of how fast you want things to go. As Becca said, lay the foundation, get relentlessly committed as we've talked about another Friday fires, right? And then you can level up and then you can adjust and then you can pivot and then you can push to the next level. But this is also one thing where we see a lot of people like I want to lose 20 pounds in 30 days or, you know, being exaggerating here, but 10 pounds in the next two months. And then that's all they focus on is that number on the scale when they weigh themselves daily and they forget or block out the fact that they're not doing some of the habits that they need to be doing consistently in order for that number to move. So that would be the last thing I would say is don't tie your success to a specific number on the scale or number lost. I would tie it to the fact that you got committed, 
you showed up consistently and you're going to find that that is going to help you make these changes last a lot longer than some short term January 1st New Year's resolution to lose 30 pounds by spring break. All right. End rant. Happy Monday. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.